Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 41 years ago yesterday, down 17 to 13, Joe Theismann had a ball batted up into the air, and Kim Bocamper was about to pick six it for an 11-point lead late in the third quarter of Super Bowl 17, but Joe made the best defensive play of the day. Save the day, but nobody remembers that. They just remember fourth and one. Uh, Joe Theismann joins us right now, <laughs> courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. 41 years ago, Joe. 41 years ago yesterday. Do you have, Can't do, I mean, it. like on a date, does January 30th hit you every year as? Uh-huh. This was the day of the year? Yeah, it does a little bit. Uh, you know, every now and then, of course, when you bring it up the way you did, it makes it even sweeter. But um, every now and then it does. I think of what we were able to accomplish. As a matter of fact, I, I just had a great conversation with Joe Gibbs this morning. Just hung up a little while ago. We were reminiscing about our season, about the games. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it does come up in my mind. How is Coach Joe doing? He's getting ready for race season. I mean, they're just uh, they're 
they're tuning it up. They've got Daytona coming up, and so now they're getting into their season. And of course, you know, he's put together an incredible team. I mean, I don't know if people, you know, the young people, I think, in the Washington D.C. area, really can't appreciate who he is, uh, the type of man he is, the type of person he is, uh, the type of a uh, leader he is. I mean, you know, how many people are in two Hall of Fames? the NASCAR Hall of Fame and Professional Football's Hall of Fame. And it has an awful lot to do with his ability to be able to communicate his philosophy, the direction he likes to go in. And, you know, I, I just love talking to him. Oh, we've, we've done this for 40 years. And, uh, you know, of course, our conversations were a little different when I played for him. There, there was no, uh, Joe, what would you like? You know, he would, we wouldn't sit in a meeting, Kevin, and he would say, well, what play do you like? It's this is what we're going to run, and you figure out a way to get the ball to them. And so that's that's what we did. And, uh, today there's a lot of I, a lot of conversation goes on to what people like. I played at a time when they told us what to do, and you figured out a way to get it done. <laughs> you know, I mentioned the other day, and you will remember this, but I'm, I want to know how you remember it. Because Washington, obviously, I'm going to ask you here shortly about the coach search. Um but when Joe Gibbs got hired in the winter of 1981 by Bobby Bethard and Jack Kent Cook, the collective reaction of the market was Joe who? Uh, exactly. It, and, and I think in part because we weren't really back then exposed or even interested to a certain degree as a media base or a fan base in coordinators like we are today. We weren't immersed in all of the coaches and we didn't know as much. But that was the, you remember that as the reaction, right? Absolutely. Uh, for me, though, uh, there was, I was ecstatic because he's San coming Diego. from San Diego. They throw the ball all over the place. I'm excited as can be. Uh, I saw the success that Dan Fouts had in that system, the Coriel system, and I'm thinking, man, this is going to be wonderful. And, uh, of course, I almost got fired five games into the season. Uh, we were 0-5, and, you know, Joe had brought in a philosophy that just didn't suit the personnel. That was This is another one of his, his great accomplishments, I think, as a coach um, and, and as a leader of a business, is you have to understand what you're working with. Uh, you can't ask people to do things that they're incapable of doing, and you have to find a comfort level for the people on your team in particular to put them in the right place uh, and allow them to be as good as they can possibly be without the restraints of the position they're in. And it took us a while. I mean, I remember after we lost to San Francisco, oddly enough, I drove to Joe's house. I sat down, knocked on the door. We had, I said, Coach, we need to talk. And so we sat down, and I had restaurants and TV shows and radio shows. I was doing a lot of things in the city. And he said, hey, Joe, look, because I'd sit in the meetings, and, you know, we've all done this. Anybody listening has done this. You've sat in a meeting. You're, there's, you know, four or five people. The person that's conducting the meeting is talking, but they're really not talking to you. Well, when you're the quarterback of the football team and the coach is talking and it doesn't seem like you and here in sync, it's a little alarming. So I went to his house and I said, hey, coach, we need to talk. I got to figure out what's going on. And he basically said that, you know, hey, look, you've got businesses. You've got all these things going on. I want a guy that just wants to play quarterback. I said, Joe, I'll do this. I'll get rid of everything if you want. I'll get rid of all. But give me a chance before we have to make that decision. And from that day forward, we went uh, eight and three, 12 and one, 16 and three, 11 and five. We won a lot of football games. So I, I think the meeting helped 
clear up the air between Joe and I, but also it really uh, ignited a change in what he wanted to do. We became a run first. I was converting first downs. And then he's a genius when it came to getting the ball in the end zone. But um, it, it changed everything for me. But when he came to town, nobody really knew who he was. You know, it, I look at the pictures back then, and the young, this young kid, Joe Gibbs, was coming into town with a philosophy that just didn't fit the personnel. All right, so we fast forward 43 years, and now the guy that was the hot offensive coordinator candidate doesn't uh, get d- doesn't come to Washington when there was some expectation that he might. He stays in Detroit, and there's a lot of disappointment. I- I'll just ask you generally, what do you make of the state of their head coaching search right now? I think I think they're doing a wonderful, thorough job on evaluating the people they want to be the coach of this football team. You know, everybody, you know, everybody wanted Ben. It's like, okay, look at what they've done in Detroit. But it's, it's, what's going to be important is what your staff looks like. You know, the head coach doesn't sit in the meetings, in the installation meetings. They, they come in, they sit down, but they've got too much on their plate. It's going to be what kind of a staff is put together around them. And I think Adams, you know, I love the fact that they hired the general manager first. Now both he and the head coach can work in sync together to build the football team the way they believe is going to be the best way for us to have success. So, but you, you know, you see candidates stay, you see candidates go. I'm sure he got a bump in pay. He should, because he was a hot item and probably will be a hot item next year. I don't see Detroit disappearing from what they've been able to accomplish, but uh, the other coaches are very, very qualified individuals. And of course it depends on, what your interview looks like. I mean, are you impressing ownership? Are you impressing the people that have to make the decision? Uh, and does your philosophy adhere with what they believe has to happen for the football team to have success? So, yeah, Ben, everybody, you know, I, I, I sort of, you know, I listened to Brian Mitchell a little bit. Brian said, hey, look, what's going to happen is going to happen. Let's see, before everybody gets excited or disappointed, let's see who winds up being the coach. Dan Quinn is somebody who's met a fair, a fair amount of times. Dan took the Atlanta Falcons to a Super Bowl. He's a heck of a football coach. We saw what he did with the Dallas Cowboys defensively. So, I mean, you know, you've got, and then you've got ex, Aaron Glenn, heck of a football coach, did a heck of a job there. Uh, so, whomever it's going to be, whoever winds up being the head coach is going to be critical to figure out what their staff's going to look like. Joe, did you have any sort, first of all, are you being consulted? Are you a consultant or an advisor in this in any way, shape, or form? I laugh because I get accused of it all the time, Kevin. You know that. I know. It's like Joe. It's like Joe knows. Joe don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, but Joe has known in the past, but it was a different regime. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I really didn't. Um, I, I was never. I never wanted to be when Dan owned this football team. I never wanted to be a part of the decision process never asked to be a part of the decision process. Um, I found out, like most everybody else, when something would happen. Um, but you always have a gut instinct. You always have a feel for a direction. I mean, I've been around this football team, like you say, for, you know, 50 years almost. Yeah. And so, well, I, 50 you know, years you, exactly. You, yeah, you really, get, you really get a feel for what, you know, what is the composition of the football team? Where are the strengths? Where are the weaknesses? Where are the things that need to be emphasized? Where are the things that need to be polished? Um, I mean, I, I love football. I study football every day. You know, I watch the shows. I read. Um, I just absolutely love professional football. I love everything about it. 
And it's a constantly changing environment, which even makes it more interesting and fun. So, but I have no idea. I have not been consulted. No one's asked me my opinion. Um, I think the, I, the process that Josh and his group are doing is, I think, the perfect way to do it, to do all the analysis that you need to figure out the personalities of the coach, the philosophy of the coach, um, and go from there and see, you know, see if it can see if it's what you think is necessary for this football team to be able to have success again. Is do you have, let's just say that you were somehow involved and you were putting your two cents in, uh, to the conversation. Would you have a preference offense defense? No, no, I would. Why not? I would well, simply because it, you know, the head coach, Whatever their whatever their background is or was, uh, they're still aware of what's going on on the other side of the ball or special teams. I mean, you, you know, you don't you just don't lock yourself in a room and just become completely totally isolated. Um, I think I think a lot of coaches in the National Football League have aspirations to becoming a head coach, and so you have to be I think well rounded. I think you have to be a good communicator. You have to understand people. You have to know how to communicate not only with your players, but with your staff. Uh, you have to be a media person. I think there's so many different elements that go into that particular position. Head coaching, it, it's, you know, you're a head administrator and you delegate responsibilities. You know, I, I tell the story all the time about Coach Gibbs. Coach, Coach was incredible, an incredible offensive mind. Richie Pettibone was an incredible defensive mind. Wayne Severe was a, a terrific special teams mind. Each had their own strengths. And I think that's, like, to me, it's what's your staff going to look like? That'd be one of the questions I would ask. The co- what's your staff going to look like? Who are you thinking about hiring? How does it fit into the personnel that we have right now? We're in a very unique situation in Washington, Kevin. You know, everybody talks about generational individuals. We are in a generational state in Washington. New ownership new coach, lots of money, draft capital. You have those four things that very, very few teams ever wind up having at the same time. And so that's why the decisions, I I love the fact that they're taking the time that they are, that they're not hurrying to try and find a particular individual. They'll do their due diligence and they'll figure it out. I'm going to sidetrack here for a moment. Do you think that you – like from a communication standpoint, from a motivational standpoint, I, I just have known you forever as a fan, as a fan of the team, and as someone who's worked with you over the years, had you on the show so many times. That to me would be a no-brainer. But do you think you'd be a good delegator? Oh yes, oh yes. So, I do. I do. It in so my why didn't you coach? Now. Why didn't you ever decide uh, to coach? I mean, broadcasting maybe paid better for a while. I don't know. But why didn't you ever decide to coach? That's uh, a great question, and no one has ever asked me that, Kevin. And the reason why I didn't want to coach, I worked for George Allen, who was a tireless worker. Worked for Jack Pardee, tireless worker. Worked for Joe Gibbs, who slept at Redskin Park three nights a week. And I just – and I, 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 I'd walk in in the morning, and I would see Don Bro asleep on, in, in the meeting room. I'd look in Joe's eyes, and, and they were just like glazed over. They met till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and then our meeting started at 7, 7.30 in the morning. I saw the hours that, that went into being great, and I just, I'd given enough up 
over the 15 years of professional football, I didn't want to give up that many hours away from my family. Now, when it came to studying, and this is going to be interesting, you know, sidebar Tom Brady going into broadcasting. I put in 60 hours a week studying for broadcasts. I make my own boards. I do my own research, sit with the coaches, sit with the players. Um, that was okay because it was a limited time frame. But I just I saw how hard and how challenging it was for those men that coached. Uh, and I just said, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'd rather, get, I'd rather get into broadcasting. That's answer number one. Number two is, by going into broadcasting, because I only played in, in one organization in the National Football League, our organization, played for Washington. But there were 31 other organizations that I was curious about. And when I got into broadcasting, I called it the keys to the football library. I had access to every owner, every general manager, every equipment man, every trainer, every player every coach. And it, I, I had this insatiable appetite to learn about our game. And the only way that I was going to be able to learn a different organization was to be around them and to ask questions about them and to observe them. I can walk into a locker room in every national football league stadium. I can go to a practice and I'll tell you whether that team has a chance to be successful just by the vibe that you feel in that locker room. Do they care about one another? Are they in their own little world? Are they kidding one another? Are they studying? I mean, there's so many, so many things to observe. Um, I, you know, I remember I watched a great, one of the greatest pieces I've seen on athletes was when Steph Curry last night was talking about Patrick Mahomes and analyzing him in basketball. And then listening I, I to Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. And then listening to, listening to Patrick talk about how basically he plays the quarterback position like a point guard yeah. in basketball. Interesting. I mean, fascinating. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I'm sitting. I, I just got goosebumps. I'm so excited about the whole thing. Well, it's, I, I it's also be look. You you could play some hoops too. You were a good hoops player as a quarterback. It was to listen to Curry break down Mahomes. He's like, look, he just sees everything. Like it's the vision, it's the anticipation, all of that stuff. Which they're very similar athletes in that way. Yes, they are. And Pat, you know, Patrick, Patrick made the comment. He said, you know. People think I'm just sort of cruising around out there. Just It doesn't look like I'm moving, but I'm actually moving. But I have a chance to see things. That's the way I felt when I, when I used to break a huddle. And I used to break, you know, um, the pocket. You know, you, you have to move at a fast enough speed to stay ahead of everybody, but you can't be moving too fast that you can't observe what's out in front of you. We're talking to Joe Theismann uh, here, uh, so um, we'll keep you posted. We're we're looking, you know, at everything. If any news breaks, we'll have it here first. So wrapping up the the coach search, do you have a preference or not of the of Quinn McDonald Weaver Aaron Glenn? They seem to be the four that are left of the people that they've interviewed twice. I do not have a preference. I I I've. You know, um, I don't know them. I've, I've seen, you know, I've seen them work. I've seen their work, but I don't know them as individuals. And like I say, there's so many questions that need to be asked and answered by them to the people that are making the decisions. And I'm certainly not in a position to be able to choose one over the other because I just don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. It's like I don't think any of us really know unless you're sitting down. Yeah. Um, and a part of it. So, you know, you live here, you live in Tennessee. I'm just curious why you think Mike Vrabel didn't get as much attention here in this hiring cycle. Uh, you know, it's hard to say. I think they, I think they, 
chose the people they wanted early on uh, and, you know, started the process, you, you almost could have too big a basket, Kevin. You know, I mean, you, you really have to you really have to pare it down to where if you have so many choices, it, it just confuses the entire issue. But if you isolate it to the people that you believe will fit into your organization and maybe they felt that, you know, Mike wasn't on that list. Um, you know, there was Belichick going to, you know, people would say oh, Belichick's coming to Washington. That wasn't going to happen. Um, so, you know, for whatever reason they chose the four, I think, I think every one of those gentlemen um, would do a heck of a job. The question is, how is it going to fit in to the personnel we have and to what we look like going forward? Number two overall, when we get to the draft, uh, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake may appear to be the top three picks in some order. Do you have a yep. preference? No, I don't. They all bring something different to the table. Have you uh, looked at them closely? Have you studied them? I've studied them a little bit. I've watched them play games, which is really, I, I, to me, watching them play games yep. tells me a lot more about them than it does watching them at a combine. You know, right. what, what are they, what are they bench pressing at a combine? Who cares? Really, I mean, the combine is just a television show. That's all it is. You know, you, you, how often do you see offensive linemen run 40 yards? Uh, or, you know, are they going to lift up the building? They all bring, like I say, they all bring different elements. Uh, Caleb um, watched him at Notre, watched him play Notre Dame, watched him a lot. on USC was on TV a lot. Great athlete, great escapability. Um, I think every one of them is raw, being able to throw the ball against professional defenses, uh, Jalen, a terrific athlete. But, you know, I mean, you, you've got to be able, if you want to be successful in professional football, you have to have the ability to throw the football and throw it with accuracy and make good decisions with the ball in your hands. And, you know, I'll take you all the way back. Drake May, when he was uh, in North, at North, University of North Carolina, before that, I shot a commercial for a company down in North Carolina, and we had some high school kids out on the field, and he was, he was the one out throwing around throwing the ball around. And I said to him that day, I said, you've got a great future ahead of you because I could just see by the way he threw the football. Right. Now I, I watched Zach Wilson at BYU throw the football. Right. You watch him physically throw the football. You're impressed as all get out. What happened in New York? Who knows? The, the game is, the, you know, the game is 85% mental, 15% physical. In my opinion, almost every guy that puts on a uniform and plays quarterback can throw the ball around. But can you handle the pressure? Can you handle the mental part of it? Can you handle the intellectual part of it? Um, can you handle the pressure that goes with it? Those are questions that are, you know, remain to be seen on a lot of guys. Yeah, and, and another, you know, another answer, like with the coaches, a lot of that stuff we don't know the answers to because we're we not involved in talking to the people in their lives and sitting down with them face-to-face. Um well, I- Every one of them, good. let me just say this, every one of them, fine young men. The, the thing is, is I think that we're almost obligated at two, if we stay there, we're obligated to take a quarterback. Goes back to what we're talking about. The fans of the commanders are looking for the quarterback position, more so than who's going to be the coach. I agree. I, I think that if, if you, if you, if you Wh- take which an is more important? lineman, which is more important? To the future of this franchise, who they take at number two in in late April or who they hire here in the next few days as a head coach? I think who they hire as – I I think number one, it's the hiring of the coach. Okay. Close, close, close second will be the quarterback. 
And the quarterback position is one almost as a perception as much as anything else. You know, and, and you know, I, I was listening to the radio the other day, and they were talking about Justin Fields in Chicago. What should Justin, what should the Chicago Bears do with their – they got one and nine. Maybe they make a deal to move around. What should they do? And uh, um, Pat Kerwin made the, 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 these comments, and I was really impressed with it. He said, I would draft the quarterback, number one. I would not – obviously, I would not sign Justin to a longer-term contract. I'd let him play this year. Bring the young guy in. If he beats him out, he beats him out. If not, Justin Fields is my quarterback. And if Justin Fields – and now all of a sudden you give a young quarterback a chance to be able to learn like Jordan Love, to be able to learn like Aaron Rodgers did, to be able to learn like uh, guys Mahomes. out in San Francisco have. Mahomes did in Kansas City. See, that's the way you do it. Now, Sam Howell will compete for a job. I'm sure, you know, Sam, Sam got the living daylight speed out of him, and that's one of the things, man. You play the quarterback position, people pound on you enough. It, it's, it, it's a bit overwhelming. He's a tough kid. He endured an awful lot, but he was running for his life a lot and just didn't even get a chance to get the ball off a lot of different times. So what will it look like? We have needs. We have needs in a lot of different positions, but I think from a fan standpoint that one of the quarterbacks makes the most sense for us at that ticket too, like I say, if we have it. But I don't care about the fan standpoint. I don't think anybody should. I, I want them to do the right thing. Do you think the right no, thing is saying, to draft but, a quarterback? Yeah, any of those three would be – yeah, I do. I believe the right okay. thing is to draft a quarterback. But I also think it has to do with our fans too. It has to – you know, we're all fans of it. And I, I think, you know, foundationally you've got to build – you can't win without a quarterback, Kev. Bottom yeah. line. You can't win without a quarterback. If you have a chance to get someone that you believe has the ability have that to you can him. develop, you have to take them. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, last one. Always generous with your time. So what's your first blush on the Super Bowl? You know, I'm, I'm gone. Well, being that, being that, what, San Francisco's favored by one or one and a half, uh, yep. don't count Patrick Mahomes out. Uh, I think, you know, some, I like to look at the quarterback position and say, okay, which one of these guys is better Purdy just doesn't get any respect. I'm sick and tired of hearing Mr. Irrelevant. Matter of fact, Mr. Irrelevant is is standing tall above two guys that are, were number one picks that aren't in it anymore. So, so much for that. Um, I think I think Kyle Shanahan's been chomping at the bit for this opportunity, especially after last year when he lost Brock. Uh, but Patrick is Patrick. Uh, I think he's going to go up against a defense that's probably one of the best that they've played. Um, but ball, isn't playing certainly. well. They got shredded by Detroit and Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, but on the other side of it, they played well in the second half. San Francisco played poorly in their first playoff game in the uh, in the first half, then got their legs under them. Didn't play well against Detroit, but then all of a sudden, everything clicked and everything changed. And you know, you talk about halftime adjustment. Detroit helped out though, Joe. Drop passes, dropped they, interception. They you know, they they helped yeah. out. Yeah. They really did, and that's what you did. You know, Baltimore helped beat uh, helped beat themselves against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You, you you know so, but that's you know that's 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 the crazy part. You brought up the the things that are running through my mind. What's going to be that play that makes the difference? Is it going to be a kick return? Is it going to be a muffed punt? Um, right now, I would lean. If I was going to lean somewhere, I would probably lean towards San Francisco. But but 
you you would look at me leaning and couldn't tell I was leaning. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you just talked so much about the quarterback, which I completely agree with, and you're going to take the team that's playing Patrick Mahomes, who, Joe, let's let's be honest here. Through six seasons, he may be the best we've ever seen. Is that an outrageous statement or not? Not at all. Not at all. I think, you know, what? but, but again, I don't think you can talk about Patrick Mahomes without talking about Andy Reid in the same breath. You can't talk about Washington's three world championships with Doug and Rip and myself having the opportunity to quarterback our football team without talking about Joe Gibbs. Uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, you can't separate them. You can't separate the coordinator uh, from the quarterback because we're just an extension of what they're doing. I think Patrick is the best quarterback in football right now. I think he's been the best quarterback in football. doesn't matter what MVPs and all that other stuff are for a, a particular season. He's proven it at the highest level that he can deliver. He's unflappable. I think, you know, this, this game here is unique and different because you got two really, really good football teams. This will probably be, albeit for Taylor Swift, the most watched Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowls. That's what I'm predicting. Because just from a football standpoint, you've got everything you could possibly want. Everything you could possibly want. You've got, uh, and Spags did a magnificent job against Lamar and that offense in Baltimore saying, look, we don't believe that you can throw the football down the field to beat us. We're going to make you throw from the pocket. We're going to bring pressure. We're going to throw lots of stuff at you. And if they do that with, if they do that with Brock Purdy and you get Christian McCaffrey one-on-one or you get Debo Samuel one-on-one, you're going to have problems. So I think Kansas City has to look at it just a little bit different than they have before. Last year, the Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl was the most watched U.S.-based television program of all time. It drew 115.1 million viewers. Uh, We saw what the championship games did. I think you're probably right. I think this is going to be... Uh, the one for sure. Um, Just take thanks. the ten. Take the ten. Take the ten percent that are are Swifties. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a big. That'll just, be it. That'll be the just, difference. That'll just, knock it over the add, top, probably. Add ten percent. And by the way, just uh, people ask me about this all the time. Hey, I think it's. I think it's wonderful. I like. I it think too. it's wonderful. She's it. a fan. You know. And and by the way, all those people that are haters, you haven't missed one play of no. <laughs> you haven't missed one part of football. So just let let the two of them have a good time, enjoy the spectacle, and uh, it's the Super Bowl. It's entertainment at its best. I mean, we get a lot of cutaways to celebrities and sporting events. I mean, when you're at a sporting yeah. event, we get a cutaway to you. Um, so, you know, a minute what worth of cutaways to Taylor Swift is not impacting our ability to watch the game Watch, watch a Knicks game. Watch a Laker game. Watch a, Spike Lee. Spike Lee's on as much yeah, as anybody. Yeah, right. Good example. <laughs> yeah, perfect example. I think it's great. Um, I think it's great. Thanks, Joe. As always, appreciate it. Hope you're well. You too, Kevin. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Joe Theismann, everybody. Tommy's going to join us next. We're going to talk about this Orioles story. Uh, He's been covering it. He's been talking to people uh, involved in it for a few years now. Uh, So for all of you Orioles fans, we'll do 10, 12 minutes on that, and then we'll get back to the latest on the coach search. As I mentioned, coming up next hour, Michael Phillips will join us at 
1235. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 